Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I am Danielle, your host here today, and I am literally off the cuff on fire today. As you can kind of tell with the title of this podcast episode, no, I'm not an endocrinologist, but I can help you. Actually came from my husband in a text message. He and I were having a conversation. He was sitting on the tarmac at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport waiting to leave to come back home from a work event. We call it TDY, but if you don't know what that means, it's a temporary duty whatever. I'm just rambling at the moment. But anyway, so he was texting with someone and someone was giving him some symptoms that he's experiencing and all these things. And my husband said, you know, why don't you text Danielle and maybe she can help you out here. And by maybe he knows that I can. So let me give you some background here. Some of you may not even know this, but I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. What that means is that I am a detective. I look at every symptom you have and try to find the root cause. So sometimes it's kind of like playing the game Clue. Actually, I don't know why I just said that because I've never played the game Clue before. (laughs) I'm so terrible. But it's kind of like playing this I spy game or, you know, I love true crime. So it's like I've been given, I've come to this crime scene of your symptoms. So your crime scene is when you come to me with things like nausea, fatigue, low T, low estrogen or too high of estrogen, or I have blood sugar imbalance. I'm diabetic. I'm pre-diabetic. I have PCOS. I have high cholesterol, low cholesterol. I have blood pressure issues. I have heart disease in my life. I have, you know, you name it, any symptom you experience or a symptom can also be a word called diagnosis. Any diagnosis you have is a symptom of a root cause. Okay. So what I do is I look at all of that and I gather a bunch of data. I give you the opportunity to be the expert of your body. No one knows your body better than you and God. You, you live inside that body every day. And you can tell me from your anecdotal experience, all these things, all these clues, we'll say, or all of these pieces of evidence. I also, as the nutrition expert and as the foundational holistic expert, I'm over here and I'm like gathering all of the data and all of the evidence that you give me. And I'm always looking at the body through the lens of cells, tissues, systems, and your whole organism, like who you are and how you live. So I then come together and compile and start looking through all this testing, all this type of testing that I do and work through that and ask you even more questions. And then I come up with a game plan and then we agree upon the next steps. Like I basically give you a six month plan of where we're going to go. So nutritional therapy is a practice where the practitioner like myself looks at you, looks at your symptoms, but looks for that root cause. So let's just say someone's like this whole COVID thing. People are like, oh my gosh, let's, you got to supplement zinc. Everyone's got to supplement zinc, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe some people need to supplement zinc. But my question is, is the way that I look at the world is when you supplement zinc, it's like driving over a speed bump. Zinc is the car and it's going over the speed bump. But there's still a bump there. There's still something in the way that is slowing down the process of the body's ability to absorb that zinc. So we continue to supplement zinc and then somehow that speed bump just continues to keep growing. So, oh my gosh, I need more, right? That's what we say. Oh my gosh, I need more. But what we're not doing in the way that most allopathic places or practices work is that they don't look past the speed bump. They look at the speed bump and stop there and then medicate or prescribe based on that speed bump. 
they don't look at what's making that speed bump grow taller and taller, which means that we need more dosing. Okay, we are not deficient in pharmaceuticals. We are deficient in minerals. And why are we deficient in minerals is what I get at. What organ is not working? Well, what is causing that organ to not work? What is all of these pathways of how the body works is how I'm always thinking. So this person, I don't believe that they listen to podcasts. And honestly, I don't care because I'm not using names. But this person shared with my husband and said, I haven't been working for the last four weeks, hoping to get some health things sorted out soon before I go back to work. I'm not sleeping well. I have no energy. It's a struggle for me to do anything. Reminds me a bad case of mono might be fine for a couple hours and then I get tired quick. So far, all I know is that I have low testosterone, but they don't know why yet. So then that's when my husband texted this person person and said, hey, why not let Danielle kind of help you or check out and see what Danielle can do for you. Now, this person is a beloved person of our family. So I honestly was not going to charge this person to just kind of go over all the testing and all of that kind of stuff anyway. But the person's first response was, is she an endocrinologist now? And my gut instinct is to say, well, screw you, screw you, because that must mean that the way you feel right now being off of work for four weeks is not bad enough is not your low that you would not seek alternative health care or support. And maybe there's another way. Mind you, some people live in places which really gets me on fire too. In northern Indiana, like basically from anywhere anywhere outside of central Indiana where there's competing hospitals and you can get in that same week if you have an issue, you could have a surgery the next week, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm talking about Indiana period. I don't know everywhere else. And I know the place that I live right now is the same way that's making me very mad about healthcare at, at the moment and why socialized healthcare will not work and will not be effective for us. And I can get on that in a minute. But this person lives in a place where endocrinology takes a long time to get in. There aren't many people there. My own endocrinologist, I drive two hours to his office every year and I get blood work quarterly. So I get blood work done quarterly because I do have endocrinology issues. He knows that I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and he works alongside me and we talk about these things together. And he even wrote a paper, a research paper on therapeutic nutrients and their support of thyroid health and blood sugar health and all that stuff. So we're on the same, my doctor and I are on the same page with all of that. But I do take thyroid medicine. I have to. Uh, my thyroid, I have Hashimoto's. It started Hashimoto's last December. And so I'm dealing with that right now. And anyway, all that to say, if someone is sick and someone is in such dire place, why are we not understanding that there are other alternative paths to wellness and not just alternative, but and like and also, so allopathic medicine simply means your normal westernized doctor's office and their methodology. And holistic medicine or holistic nutritional therapy like I do, it can work side by side and simultaneously. In fact, I send you to your doctor's often or ask to see blood work. I ask to see what they're seeing just so I can have a basis of what your doctor is seeing and I can go about that. Sometimes I work alongside the doctors. So I have worked with COVID long haulers and there is a hospital in the south side of Indianapolis and I sent my charts with my client and she was going to her COVID long haulers group for an appointment and the doctors literally approved everything I said. And they said that her choice is you can do the exact same thing that, that Danielle wrote up for you in this chart, or you can do what we say, which is exactly identical. It's just, we can't prescribe you what she wanted you to take. And our stuff probably has more side effects. Like that was out of the doctor's mouths. So 
No, I am not an endocrinologist. An endocrinologist specializes in hormones and body functions. And why do you think that blood sugar is where an endocrinologist is? And why do you think that they work on thyroids and uh, thyroid and other reproductive hormones? It's because your blood sugar supports all of those hormones. You don't need testosterone to live. You don't need estrogen or estrogen and progesterone balance to live. In fact, you don't need to reproduce to live. Some people think they do but it's not. You don't need that. So what happens is, is if you're having problems with low T, if you're having problems with estrogen dominance or estrogen, like too low of estrogen, too low of progesterone, anything like that, if you're having thyroid problems, all of that is controlled by your blood sugar. Now you're be like, oh, but I'm not diabetic. Sweet. I didn't say you're diabetic. That's what I wish that people would take out of their heads. Just because I say blood sugar, just because someone says blood sugar, it does not mean that you are freaking diabetic. It means that your body is going to be managing its blood sugar regardless of you're diabetic or not, or pre-diabetic. Blood sugar is one of the things that is required. Like your body is keeping it in such a tight knit number that it's going to do anything and everything to keep your blood sugar balanced because that's what keeps you alive. In fact, I would go out and say your liver is the most important organ in your body and that liver is going to be affected by your blood sugar your pancreas remember if you have pancreatic cancer and it's noticed what happens you're probably going to die soon. What happens if your liver gets all crusty and has cancer or something else? If it's not in the lobe that can regrow itself, you die. Your kidneys, all of these things are interconnected. And I don't think that people take this seriously. And what other, and I hate to say this, but like I've said it in an episode in the first season of this podcast, you are probably not going to do what it takes to actually heal let your body heal itself. You're not. So that is why these doctors prescribe what they have because it's almost ethical to keep you alive. And I think that that's why we give so much, we give more credit to the medicines than we do our food quality. I guarantee you this person I know is not eating healthy. This person lives a very high stress life. This person has lots of history of health issues. This person also would rather take a pill just like everybody else. Everybody wants a pill to fix everything. What they don't want to do is show up for themselves. And that is what I do. That is what I teach. I don't want to work with people that don't want to show up for themselves. I will work with people but what's the point? It makes me it makes me so excited. I have a few clients that when they have their appointments on the calendar, I get so freaking excited. Why? Because I know that they want it so badly that they will show up for themselves when they don't want to. So when I open up their charts, when I open up their charts and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're the ones doing the work. I can't do the work for them. I can guide them, lead them, educate them, but I can't do the work. That is the responsibility of us. And I think that that takes me to a next thing. I, I, on Instagram today, when I'm talking, I went off on this idea that, let me find it here. So there, it says that the New York Times op-ed on Holy Weekend, so this is Easter weekend that I'm recording this, there was an op-ed that said, let's get rid of God. And this was attributed to the We Are Breitbart account. And this guy, this author, his name is Shalom Auslander. He is a, his upbringing was religious Jewish community in New York. And he says that God, it seems, paints with a wide brush. He paints with a roller. In Egypt, said our rabbi, he even killed firstborn cattle. He killed cows. If he were mortal, the God of Jews, Christians, and Muslims would be dragged to the Hague. And yet we praise him. We emulate him. We implore our children to be like him. Perhaps now, as missiles rain down and the dead are discovered in mass graves, is a good time to stop emulating this hateful God. Perhaps we can stop extolling his brutality. Perhaps now is a good time to teach our children to pass over God to be as unlike him as possible. Now, this lit me on fire, not because I'm shocked that it's here, but because 
It's in the freaking New York Times. The New York Times is one of the most highly bought and read newspapers out there. Now, this person, again, I'm not surprised by this because we know that people are going to denounce God. We know that people are going to blame him. But this goes on to the same idea here that people blame God because people are bad, which is the whole reason that Jesus went and died on the flipping cross. That's why he went to do the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. For our sin that while we did not yet know him, he died for us while we were still sinners because we don't know God until we know him. And then it's so much that when we know him, that we want to surrender to him. I mean, we can say that, oh my gosh, I believe in Jesus. Well, that's cool. I believe in God. Well, that's cool. So does freaking Satan. So does Satan. Satan believes in God too. He was there. He's seen him. So we cannot keep blaming God for the irresponsibility, people not wanting to take responsibility for their own sins or actions or whatever. And they don't, their trespasses, their purposeful sin. So is it God's fault that I had an Amazon package on my front doorstep and it was stolen? Is that God's fault? No, that is a heart problem. The heart problem is that people, so we, we do and we believe and we think out of our heart. Our heart is where everything kind of collects. Everything that goes in our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, everything that we take in and sense and experience goes into our heart and it's collected there. What comes out of us is that amalgam of what has gone in. So if we are constantly around alcohol, if we're constantly around drugs, if we're constantly around certain types of people, like negative people that are always down, that's gonna come out of us too because that's coming in, whether intentionally or not. How many times have you been around people for like a short period of time or maybe even a duration of time and you began cussing and you don't normally cuss, like you're able to stop yourself from cussing, but then you start cussing because you're around these certain people and then it kind of just becomes who you are. That's how fast and how silently, secretly it can become that we just, it's out of our heart that everything flows. You can know a person's motivation by who they worship, their motivation, all their things for life of how they act, not what they say. I mean, yeah, what they say maybe, but there are people that can connive you and all those things, but watch people, watch people's actions. The reaction or the action that this person told my husband was, is she an endocrinologist now? That proves that in this person's heart, this person does not want to change, that there's somehow some kind of joy or something that he's getting from being sick. We get attention. I know some people that have had cancer in the past and praise God that they have overcome it. But then when they're healed and they're living cancer free and after each and every successive PET scan comes back clear, when that comes back clear, where there should be joy, there's a little bit of sadness or grief. Why? Because the person doesn't get the attention anymore. And that is out of the part of their heart. This is the issue that they have is something in their heart is messed up. It is not God's fault. It is not God's fault that you are single, that you are lonely. It's not God's fault that you have these addictions, that you can't stay away from sugar, that you continue to eat bullcrap food because it's just there, or I quote unquote, don't have time. It's not God's fault that you can't wipe your own butt anymore and get it clean after after you take a poop because you choose to continue to eat and destroy your holy temple. It's not. And you know, everyone will talk about, oh, you know, food is getting so expensive. Biden's such a bad president, all this stuff. Yes, well, food is expensive. Yes, Biden sucks as a president. Don't get me wrong. And who didn't see that? I, I'm sorry, mean tweets are so much better than what we've got now. And we should never vote with our emotions. Yes, I'm already going here. We should never vote with our emotions. We should never make decisions in our emotions. You're not going to get married to someone just because you had great sex with somebody out of marriage. And you're not going to go and get married to them because it was great sex once. No, you don't get married in emotions and you don't vote in emotions. 
Anyway, all that to say, yeah, Biden does suck. Yes, the economy does suck right now. Gas prices suck. But you know what? Continuing to blame and blame and blame and not do anything is part of the problem. So I follow this guy, Christian Walker, Herschel Walker's son. He is a gay man. He prefers not to use the term gay, but he's also a very conservative young man. If you can handle it, go for it. He is a very flamboyant young man, but he's got some really good thoughts going on. And something he said the other day was, you know, people starting new platforms is cool, fine, whatever, but that doesn't solve the problem. Running away, making new platforms for social media, is almost like cancel culture, but that's not going to do anything. The people are already on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I forget what else. I'm so old. But if we have a problem with these places, be like the Elon Musk and show up and try to make the change and be the change. Literally, I hate the word, be the change you want to see in the world. I hate that. I hate cliche words or phrases, but be the change. Show up to Disney. If you are someone that's anti what Disney is doing, I am. Yeah, go ahead and cancel Disney. If you have the subscription, all the things, cancel your Disney trip. Cool. But even more so, show up, show up or help or support someone that wants to go work for Disney because Disney helped change their life. Show up for Disney and be that change. Start trying to be the change where the people are. That again goes to this idea that, oh, someone else is going to do it. My endocrinologist is going to heal me. All of this is going to happen for me. No, do it. Do it. Okay, I'm going to leave it here and I'm going to just simply say, I am not an endocrinologist, but I can help you to feel better, look better, and do better. And even better than this, and even more than that, choose to show up for yourself and make decisions and don't complain if you don't make that first step. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider liking and subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. It helps other people that want to hear this kind of content get access to it. Thank you so much.